problem. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Jerick Show. I, as always, am <laughs> Shivan Malik. And alongside me is the miserable, the grouchy, the bane of my existence, Mr. Eric Crone. How are you doing, sir? I'm wonderful. Thanks for remembering who I am, even if you can't remember who you are. Yeah, that's the effect you have on me. I just forget. <laughs> So, Javad, we wanted to talk about a couple things today. Let's get right into it. Some interesting times. Um, this week, I saw a story about ransomware again. And I know we've talked a little bit about ransomware in the past. In this case, it, it was heartbreaking to me because it was Carnival Cruise Lines. And this is somewhere where I've actually done a couple cruises with them. I really love cruising. And they went and got hit by ransomware on top of all the COVID-19 stuff. That's kind of like cut them back. They got, you know, money's not coming in. Now they get this. And the bad part about this, the really bad part is this was one of the strains that exfiltrated data. So that's one of the big things here, right? And we see this more and more where the data exfiltration is worse than the actual encryption piece of it, right? Exactly, exactly. The, the, the exfiltration gives the criminals so many more options. So even if you have backups, it doesn't matter. Uh, you, well, it, you can recover your operations, but it doesn't matter from a criminal point of view because they've still got your data. So they can still say, okay, maybe you don't want to buy the decrypto key off us, but you sure as hell want to pay us so that we don't release this data or we don't sell it on or we don't use this to start attacking your customers. And that's where it gets really messy because then there's also no guarantee. Um, I, I know uh, I, I was speaking to uh, someone who dealt with a third, I've got to be really careful how I word this, but one of their third parties, they got hit by ransomware and uh, it was exfiltrated and they actually paid to get them to delete a copy. And so the company that my friend works at, they were like, that's just ridiculous. A, why would you pay them? And B, what guarantees would you have that they would actually delete it? And right, they're criminals. <laughs> yeah. And their response was, well, it's in their best interest to delete it. Otherwise, they're going to get a bad rep and no one will pay them in the future. <laughs> you know, there there may be some truth to that. And, and <clears throat> you know, with ransomware and the encryption piece, there there is definitely some truth to that. So if they if people didn't get at least some of their data back, then they wouldn't ever pay. And so I kind of understand that angle. However, here's the, the flip side to this. You know, most of these end up popping up there and they say, we're not going to publicly, you know, expose this if you pay us. But that really doesn't mean they're not going to turn around and sell it on the dark web. Mm -hmm. And if they do, what recourse do you have? You know, it's kind of like the ransomware gangs in the beginning of the COVID pandemic that came up and said, we're not going to attack hospitals. Yay. Um and if they did, what are you going to do about it? I mean, seriously, it still got to the point that the Red Cross and another group put out a joint message that was like, please stop hitting medical centers and hospitals while people are dying. You know, it, I mean, it did, it did nothing. Yeah. So when it comes to the exfiltration piece, you know, the big issue there is I don't care what happens. I don't care if you pay them or not. You still have a data breach on your hands. And unless it was encrypted prior to being exfiltrated you you've lost data and who knows what they're going to do with it yeah yeah and so i was reading some of the news and there isn't many details i could find from the article about 
exactly what happened, what carnival crews are doing, whether they paid. So do you, do you have any insight into that? No. Um, and that's been an interesting thing. So this happened, you know, a few days ago and I get it. Um, it, it came to light in an SEC filing, the, the Security and Exchange Commission. Um, it, that's what really kind of put the light on this thing. But what's interesting is, you know, as a customer, maybe my data wasn't affected, but I've got, I've received nothing. I, I haven't seen a public statement from the company yet, and it's possible that I've missed it, um, but it seems like they're being real quiet about it. And I was certainly giving them some credit in the beginning for sure, because, you know, we got to figure out what exactly happened here. Before you make a statement, you kind of got to know at least something. And it's important though, that even if you don't know a lot that you say something, obviously it's out there, it's being exposed. People know that they dealt with this issue, but I've honestly heard crickets on this. And that, that to me bothers me a little bit more with the response than anything else. And again, I understand they're trying, they may be trying to get information together before they go out and go, Irma Gersh, all this stuff happened and then have to change their story or whatever. But, you know, if you look at the Twitter response, that was fantastic. Hey, something happened. We're working on it. They kept it going as it was going on. Um, and I love to see more responses like that. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. in this case, um, I just haven't seen anything. No, no. And, and speaking of responses, uh, let me take you back a few years to 2016. And uh, when a time before face masks, a time when people could gather in, in, in venues a long time ago. And there's a story. Uh, so if you remember Facebook, uh, not Facebook, Uber had a breach where a lot of their customer data was exfiltrated. Oh, yeah. And their response was a bit suboptimal, let's put it that way. <laughs> That's a really nice way of putting it. And apparently they they paid the hackers like $100,000, but they funneled it through a bug bounty program to make it look like it was for a bug bounty. It was all a bit underhand. But uh, fast forward to today and uh, federal prosecutors are charging the CISO, Joe Sullivan, uh, for the breach, uh, for um, and, and they're calling it obstruction of justice and concealing a felony. And, you know, he engaged in a scheme to withhold and conceal the breach from regulators, failed to report it to law enforcement or to the public, um, according to a complaint filed. Um, and, and this is really interesting because it's well it, it it's gone on for quite a while but also it, it's interesting that mr sullivan is the one that's coming under all the scrutiny now understand you if you're the CISO and incident response is your bag but i don't think this is something he would have had the authority or the ability just to execute on his own there's no way that the rest of the senior management or the CEO or the board weren't aware that this was going and there's no way they didn't approve of it. This isn't something that a lone wolf went out and done just off his own, own back. So I, I find it quite concerning in a way that as the CISO, he's the one, I, I, I'm not saying scapegoat, but it, it just feels very convenient that all the blame is being put on the CISO and not on on the organization as a whole, where I think that that's where the blame really lies. It, it's a systematic failure of many procedures and uh, uh, across the whole organization and legal responsibility. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting and it's unfortunate that a lot of CISOs 
you know, we, we do kind of joke sometimes about they're the sacrificial lamb. You know, when it all goes to hell, they're the ones that are going to get the blame for it. They end up getting chucked out and, you know, bring someone else in. And then the organization can go, see, we fixed the problem. Um, and in this case, obviously, yeah, I think you're right. I think this was probably not something that he did in a vacuum. The leadership was probably very aware of it. And, uh, and so, you know, he's getting hung out to dry. Now, it is interesting, you know, in this case, uh, as far as I've seen, the, the leadership didn't even claim that he was doing this in a vacuum, like that he was the only one that knew about this. So their silence is kind of deafening on that side of things. Um, I, I'll tell you, I knew the, uh, the CISO at the U.S. Postal Service when the breach happened a number of years ago. Um, it was uh, when I was with ISC Squared, he was on one of our advisory boards. And, you know, I'll never forget kind of how that went down. He had been there for years um, and he was talking about how, you know, basically he knew that his job was forfeit. That was just part of him being in that role. He knew that somebody would have to, ex you know, get the responsibility dropped upon them. And so he knew that he was going to end up having to retire. And it's unfortunate because we do see that in these roles a lot. And it is kind of a bit of a joke, you know. It is. It is. And, and um I mean, I, I don't, I've not known a Joe Sullivan prior to this incident or, you know, during this incident, but uh, someone pointed it out on, on LinkedIn, to, uh, on Twitter today, that on LinkedIn, he, he's actually himself is a former federal prosecutor. So I, I think he would be more than aware of the, the laws around it and the consequences and everything. So, I mean, having been in a lot of organizations, I wouldn't have been surprised if he was maybe even pushing back against it and the board steamrolled him and vetoed his his thing which, which happens in in many organizations as well um so it there, there's, there's a lot of um things that make me uncomfortable about the situation yeah but, um obviously more details will, will come out as time tells but i i think it's it's one of those things like yeah it's a bit like accounting so i don't know what it's like in the states but even over here even if you use an accountant um, you actually sign it yourself and say, well, yeah, I, I confirm that all the information I provide to the accountant was correct and, you know, that, and to the best of my knowledge and everything. So you can't say, you can't just put the blame on someone else, even if, you know, they're, they're the expert in the, in the field. You as the business owner or the individual, you still have that accountability and responsibility, which, which is missing here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the overall... Um the overall story we should take from this or lesson we should take from this is if something happens, keep it above board, be honest about it, you know, keep the integrity because it never fails. I mean, I'm sure people get away with it, right? You know, we only hear about the ones that get busted. So I don't know. Um, but you know, when you're, when you're dealing with something like this and, and let's be frank, you know, even in 2016, Oh, a data breach is kind of like, oh, okay, whatever. You know, at this point, we're we're just kind of like, oh, well, it happened because we know how easy it is to happen to organizations, and it really does come down to now how they respond to it. And and so, if you're in an organization that something goes wrong, be above board. You know, let your let your the people that may be affected know. Keep the communications open. 
that right there will go so far to avoid brand damage and even things like this, where now you're looking at, you know, what other kinds of shady underhanded things may be going on. If they're okay with this, then, you know, it really is the big lesson here is just be honest about it, own it, and then move on. I think those are wise words to live by. So radical transparency, be honest, you know, people really don't care about the breach as much as they care how you respond. Yep, uh, exactly. With that, I think we should wrap up. Thank you very much for joining us for our ramblings, rantings, and unstructured thoughts that flow together beautifully like a gorgeous river. So until next time. <laughs> yeah, you must be watching a different show, man. <laughs> <But> <laughs> stay safe, everyone. <laughs> stay